welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Tuesday, going up on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Buck Rising, from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by Two Rivers Ford. The window for Two Rivers Ford, it's never closed. You can go out to Mount Juliet and visit with their sales staff that is non-commissioned, meaning no pressure on you if you choose to give them your business or do the whole car purchasing process online if you so choose. It's about your convenience at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Plug in the promo code A to Z Sports and start making money right away, baby. They got all kinds of great no-brainer bets, odd boosts, all manner of things, new deals in there in the DraftKings Sportsbook app that I will tell you about later on. Brymac Mechanical, for satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They will give you the hookup that you so desire. And if you are in the market for your dream address without the stress that you need heated or cooled by Brymac, you can trust the Gary Ashton team at GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Titans, of the Nashville Predators, and of A to Z Sports Prime Time at GaryAshton.com. Okay, so what has happened today has been something that it's not unimaginable what went down, all right? Because I know it caught a lot of you off guard. And to be fair, up until today, it caught me off guard because I caught wind about this. I caught wind of this. Let me check the timeline on my inbox for when information started to roll in. But that became apparent to me that the Titans were going to make moves at about, let me double check here. This is not great uh, streaming sports content, but at about 2 o'clock, 2.39 this afternoon. Now, the the transaction came down at about 3, so I had a very, very short window to work. I found out about Dennis Kelly, but I'll be honest with you, I did say keep your head on a swivel, but I didn't know just how hard you'd be swiveling. I didn't realize the Adore Jackson thing was happening until right when I tweeted out the Dennis Kelly news, and then the team tweeted out the Adore Jackson news, and it all got caught up in a, in a shitstorm, for lack of a better term. But now it's about John Robinson, because there are best laid plans in these two moves. It's not just about the money, although it is about the money. It's not just about the poor performance on the field, although it is about the poor performance on the field. It's not just about trusting Mike Vrabel and the coaching staff as John Robinson when Mike is saying quite frequently in not so many words, it's not the coach's fault. We need new players. You'll hear from John Robinson here in just a second. Anthony Hill says Kelly was a surprise. Um, I don't necessarily think that it, it was a little surprising given how well he's done for you. But outside of Outside of the initial shock factor, uh, you know, the money made a lot of sense. Now, it comes in conjunction with Adore Jackson because now you have $13.65 million, a shot in the arm with which to not only pay these guys who you've already agreed to terms with, but now try and go out and find new players. Janoris uh, Jenkins is a part of this. It's not the ultimate solution. Is the reason he got uh, he cut Kelly because he wouldn't restructure uh, Raymond Das? No, I talked to Dennis today. It was not about a restructure. It was just about getting that contract off the books. And I'll I'll explain why here in a second. But first, I want to tell you guys because John Robinson was always going to cut Dennis Kelly today. That's the thing that I don't think people realize. And I'll explain to you what I mean here in just a second. First, I want to know. Let's start with the Dory Jackson. Fair or foul? 
the Titans cutting a Dory earlier today. Then we'll spend we'll spend some time on Dennis. Give me a fair, give me a foul. What is your personal feeling on what the Titans have done to their secondary? Because remember, now it's Christian Fulton, Chris Jackson, Breon Borders, um, and really, that's about it. Because you have Amani Hooker, you have Kevin Byard, you have Dane Cruikshank, but everybody else is pretty much out the door. I'm sure I'm forgetting a corner off the top of my head, a practice squatter or two. But though, that's basically the bulk of your secondary. Now, Janoris Jenkins is here as well, and that's going to make your life a lot easier. There are a lot of good corners that could be had in the early 20s in this draft, which is where you were selecting. But let's focus now on Adoree Jackson. Fair or foul, the Titans cutting Adoree earlier this afternoon. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. We do it every night, and it's presented by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. You'll hear from John Robinson in a second. John Robinson operates with honesty and integrity at least to the front-facing public. What Two Rivers Ford does is operate with honesty and integrity in all of their business dealings. It's what's kept them alive and thriving here in Middle Tennessee over the course of five decades. Incredible Ford vehicles, but even better customer service. That's what they offer you at Two Rivers Ford. Go take a test drive in the Ford Bronco. I promise you, the Sport, you'll love it. The Big Bend Edition, I did it myself probably about a week and a half ago, and you'll really, really enjoy your time. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Uh, bring in King. Fair, says Stacy. So Stacy wants to re-sign Desmond King. What are the numbers on Jenkins? If anyone knows, Apollo says he is by consensus a pretty good corner. He seems to be kind of a shitty person, but that's okay. We'll take, you know, you don't have to be a good person to be a, go, uh, a good football player. You know, you go back and look at some of the stuff in, Janoris Jenkins passed, and he there are there is some questionable behavior, um, specifically as it regards the special needs community from the time that he got cut in New York. But you know uh, how many people care? It's unfortunate, but how many people really care about that? If he can just play well on the outside for you, you're willing to live with a little bit of uh, moral moral discretion if it means that your secondary is improved. Up uh, along with. A uh, an upgraded pass rush, but the question is fair or foul here on Facebook Live and on Periscope. V Love says he's just hate he's just here to watch the meltdown in the comments. V man, V, I wish you could see all the com- all of the comments that I have because V Love's just with us on Periscope tonight. What you guys know, those of you who frequent this show enough, is that I have all four of the streaming platform comments in one section, so I see all of the freak out. So, V, you're just getting one quarter of the reaction that I'm sure this show is going to get. But I think I think most people have honestly been pretty reasonable about this. Because when John Robinson lays things out, it's always so important, even as there are things in press conferences that sound generic, sound like coach speak. This is why I always go back and read through the transcripts after these guys. Titans PR does a great job doing it for us, putting together line by line in print what we've just finished over in the the case of John Robinson when last we talked, a 37-minute press conference because there is information when moves are made you can always go back to, especially with John, and understand exactly where he's trying to lead people in the direction of. Fair or foul, what the Titans did today, getting a Dory Jackson and 10.24 and change off the books, let me know in the comments section. But first, while you do that, you can hear from your general manager. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that the you know it, it's the health the health of 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 teams it's it's important you know having 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 players available you know for for a full season um, and, and certainly in the playoffs that's that's important so you know guys that are going to making sure we get guys that are going to take care of the body um, guys that that are that that are tough minded that are going to play through things which we got a bunch of those guys on our football team that, that play ding, that play hurt, um, continue to get more of those guys so that you have as, as many, you know, that you start that season with at 53, that you start the season with, you've got as many of those guys, same guys, you know, in January, you know, to make a run at it. Fair or foul. When you would listen to those comments now about three weeks later from when John Robinson spoke to the collective Titans media, what goes off in your head? Ding, ding, ding. It's a Dory Jackson. Guys who are going to play nicked up. Guys who are going to play hurt, which admittedly, they he said they had a bunch of. That wasn't a Dory Jackson last year. And it's not that a Dory Jackson's not mentally tough, that he's not physically tough enough. Physically, he just broke down. And now they're in a place where they're saying, is $10 million really what we're willing to cost ourselves for a corner who struggled with, as Paul Kaharski reported, a patellar tendon injury throughout the course of the year, and it really, really didn't look like he was right even when he came back? Or are we going to get the salary off the books, get a lot cheaper without Malcolm Butler and Dory Jackson, and sign some guys, draft some guys from the future, and try and expedite this process maybe a little earlier than they might otherwise if the, if the finances weren't affected the way that they are through COVID? That's the way that you have to look at those John Robinson comments. And that's why I think the vast majority of you are on the same page. Many of you are saying fair. I see Eric Aaron Perkins on Facebook. Stephen Crozio on YouTube is the only one that I've seen say foul. I see Adam Lehman, Lehman also saying foul. Bavin, Daryl, Quez, Montreal Titan. Philan Caviel says yes, yes, yes. Jackson is gone. I mean... It's not like Adoree Jackson was a bad player. He just couldn't get the health right. And the availability, there are three three important things in professional football as far as I'm concerned. And the first one is first by a mile, and it's not really close. The thing that matters to football teams more than anything else is are you available to play? It's the first thing Mike Vrabel asks these guys when they come in the building with whatever they're dealing with are you available to play? Adoree Jackson, for a vast majority of his last season, obviously was not available to play. The fact that they are releasing him for the number that they are currently under means that they are concerned about his availability in 2021 to be able to play. So instead of waiting around, trying to figure out what the value of Adoree Jackson will be over the course of of a year that is going to be incredibly pivotal for them, they're saying, okay, we will we will create a stopgap. We will get a 32-year-old corner to replace our 31-year-old corner, a guy who also brings physicality, who has some of the same player, you know, on-the-field flaws as Malcolm Butler. You can get him with double moves because he likes to sit on routes. He's physical. He's tough. He may not necessarily be the brightest uh, bulb in the world based on the uh, the feedback that I've gotten from people not just with uh, not just with the people who drafted him, St. Louis. By the way, Coach Mack, Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio, absolutely loves Janoris Jenkins, Jackrabbit. 
he he's called and what he wants to be called. So I'm sure that will be a mandate that he brings to Titans media as well. He did not hold up well under scrutiny in New York, but the the level of play was absolutely there. He can be productive for your football team. Now it's about what else you get around him to make sure that you don't feel these losses more than you already might with a, without a Dory Jackson, without Kenny Vaccaro, and without Malcolm Butler. The secondary that was making forty of $54 million before all of these cuts came down, Kevin Byard and Christian Fulton are the only one making above a million, and Kevin Byard is made above uh, – actually, I, I, I don't know that uh, Christian Fulton is making less than a million dollars. Kevin Byard is making $15 million. I believe, if I'm not mistaken about Christian Fulton, and I'll look that up very quickly so I don't speak from a place of ignorance, Christian Fulton, according to Spotrack, is making this season on his rookie deal. Let us pull this up quickly. He signed a five-year, four, excuse me, a four-year, $5.3 million deal with the Tennessee Titans on his rookie contract. This year, Christian Fulton, okay, so I was right. He's making just over a million, 1.2. So it's Kevin Byard at 15 and change and Christian Fulton at 1.2 million. This is your secondary down from 54 million. You needed that for, for a long time. That was the position and that was the position group that needed the most fixing. Parrish Cox, Denoris Searcy, uh, the, I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the, the, the McCourty that they shipped off and, and ended up having a nice career for New England, but still. They fixed the thing that was the biggest problem when John Robinson got there. Those guys ended up getting paid, and now they've priced themselves out of a team that needs to get down under, really further under the salary cap restrictions that are going to be placed on them, and this was the fastest way to do it. Austin Helfrich says, tough pill to swallow that both first-round picks from that draft are gone. I mean, think about it this way. Jack Conklin, no longer with the team. Corey Davis, no longer with the team. Adoree Jackson, no longer with the team. The only first-round pick that's left on Isaiah Wilson, no longer with the team. The only first-round pick from John Robinson's career here in Tennessee that's still with the Titans is Jeffrey Simmons. And a lot of the money that's being freed up is so that you can keep Jeffrey Simmons on the roster. That is a situation where, you know, one for one for five right now, or one for... Yeah, one one for five of John Robinson's first round picks thus far, they're not around. And John Robinson's trying to make sure that the one of the five that he picked stays around. That's where the finances come into play, not just this year, but in future years as well. Oh, forgive me, Rashawn Evans. I forgot about Rashawn Evans. So he's two for five. But, you know, I know a lot of people feel a certain type of way about Rashawn Evans uh, at this point. Thank you guys for correcting me there. I had I had forgotten about him. Um, another situation to monitor Rashawn Evans fifth year option. What are the chances Rashawn goes to says Tim, the Titans fan. I mean, I don't know about this year, but, um, I, yeah, I wouldn't expect that he is, uh, I wouldn't expect him to get his fifth year option. Forgive me. I did forget about Rashawn Evans, uh, but all of those, uh, all of those, you know, he's, he's not exactly a proven commodity at this point, fair or foul in the comment section. What happened today? with the Dory Jackson. Could any of these guys be traded for anything? Um, says J farm 87. No, if they could have, then they, they would have traded for him. Obviously there's something with the medicals with the Dory Jackson that is of concern, not just to the Titans, but to the rest of the league. V love says J Rob has long established 
his MO, his modus operandi for the uninitiated, of not being afraid to cut salaries. I don't know why fans are still in shock. I mean, V, we go through this every year. Uh, D, who is who's this person? Uh, D Good says, you're better than that, Buck. What am I better than? Tell me what I'm better than, D, on YouTube. You, you are free to... Uh, you are free to uh, morally sermonize here about what I could be doing better. Um, forgive me if I forgot a forgettable linebacker as a first-round pick. The, the point stands that one of the one of the six John Robinson picks is doing okay so far and still with the team. While I mean, again, Rashawn Evans is still with the team. A situation to monitor because I don't know how much longer Rashawn Evans is going to be with the team past this year. Keep an eye on that. The only player still here from the big trade with the Rams is Derrick Henry. That's bad, says Titans for life. Yeah, the batting average needs to come up. But what V-Love is saying, with John Robinson long establishing this MO, the, the, pandemic, the pandemic finances just accelerated the process. And this is why, I'll tell you why it's fair, here on A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'll tell you why it's fair, and then I'll explain to you why Dennis Kelly factors into these kind of plans very, very nicely, because Dennis Kelly, regardless of pandemic or not, regardless of a Dory Jackson or not, Dennis Kelly was always going to get cut today. And I'll explain to you what I mean here in just a second, right after I tell you about the fine folks at Gary Ashton Remax. GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Bud Dupree coming in, uh, Janoris Jenkins coming in. Uh, Danico Autry coming in. They're going to need their dream address without the stress. They're about to be Middle Tennessee residents, baby. And the people that you trust with your Middle Tennessee residency, if it is real estate that you seek, is the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Trust in the best in the business. Trust the best here locally because they are not coming in from out of town to try and poach the Nashville real estate market like others would. Gary Ashton is here. They are located in the Gulch. They will work through work with you through every step of the process as you are trying to find your dream address without the stress. And if you're selling your home to all of these slaps who are moving in, well, you know, people like me, all of these slaps who have moved into our fair city, I, I say our fair city now because I've been here a, uh, long enough, I feel like, and because I'm a property owner here now, but for all of the rest of the people that would flood Nashville and uh, and come for our real estate, Gary Ashton will make sure that you get the best deal out of it and help you sell for more at GaryAshton.com. Fair or foul, I'm telling you it's fair what the Titans did today with the Dory Jackson. So what Mike Vrabel, here's, here's a three-tiered a three look at why this makes sense and why this is good strategy on the part of John Robinson. And you guys are always, it's not it's not all of you, but some of you come in here and accuse me of carrying water for John Robinson from time to time. And I do believe him to be, as I've stated often, on the podcast, on the primetime show, on the radio show, which I'm sure will be lit tomorrow, uh, is that I believe John Robinson to be better, better than average at his job. Now, maybe the first round pick hit rate would not indicate that John Robinson is better than average at his job. But the thing that I come back to is that he does not hesitate to make moves to move on from guys when those guys aren't in the best best interest of the football team. Now, that's good and a nice, clean way to talk about accountability. But the fact remains that those picks, those bad picks or those undesirable picks or first round picks who were supposed to hang out on the roster for eight to 10 years in the case of traditional NFL thinking, John Robinson is very much bucked against that trend. 
And the thing that keeps John Robinson alive, and now the Titans with five consecutive winning seasons, back-to-back playoff appearances, and looking to repeat as AFC divisions, AFC South division winners, is that John Robinson is good at finding the replacements for when these things miss, because the draft process is hugely imperfect. I am still largely out on this year's draft as being hugely imperfect. No restructures or extensions leave you flexibility in the future. John's not interested in restructures. They only asked Kevin Byer to take one last year because they were still in the hunt late in the offseason for the services of Jadavion Clowney, and they just needed a little bit more. I bet if you ask John Robinson, what I mean, I'm sure if you ask John Robinson because of the way that thing played out, if he regretted that decision, he would say yes, and it's probably coloring his decision not to approach guys for restructures. And the thing that people looked at was Adoree Jackson, $10.2 million and change, and said, okay, he, he is not an, in an ideal situation. Many people would like to see more out of him, but you can't afford to live without him right now because of what, what else is on your roster. You just don't have the corners. And instead, what John did was free up the money, go get a cheaper corner to replace Malcolm Butler, a corner who probably at the age in their early 30s, Malcolm Butler being 31, Janoris Jenkins being 32. Janoris Jenkins is, for whatever you guys think of him personally, an upgrade over Malcolm Butler. Now you have the opportunity to find a physically more durable corner, a corner who you think fits more of what Shane Bowen needs as opposed to Dean Pease. And really, that was the Mike Malarkey regime. So that was Dick LeBeau when Adoree Jackson was drafted to the Tennessee Titans defense. And you have the ability to restart rebuild a little bit without totally having to break this thing down. Largely, the pieces are still in place. So that is a well, a best laid plan by John Robinson. Now, the the real kicker in all of this, and remember it's three-tiered, the real kicker in all of this is Dennis Kelly. Dennis Kelly, to the day, Dennis Kelly got cut today. It saved the Titans $3.41 million. Dennis Kelly, on this day a year ago, signed a three-year uh, let me look up the exact facts and figures for Dennis. Three-year, $17.25 million extension. Dennis thought he was going to be the Titan solution at right tackle for the long term. It lasted a year. And you know what? why this was always going to be the case today when they needed $3.41 million in cap room? is because John Robinson planned for it ahead of time. Now, a part of that plan was a first-round pick at right tackle which we all know blew up in John Robinson's face. But the point being is they were always looking for a Dennis Kelly succession plan as soon as they signed him to a three-year contract. And that is why it's not just, it's why you guys have to remember, and I even something that I have to remind myself on a regular basis, I'm guilty of this too. It's not just about what's coming up next. It's about the next two years and really the next three years with how they build these contracts and how they plan for the future of each NFL team's roster. The teams that do it right do it the way that John Robinson has done it so far. Again, imperfect. Isaiah Wilson, complete and utter failure. But the point remains that a year to the day that Dennis Kelly signed a three-year deal, John Robinson already understood that, yeah, we're probably going to take a we're probably going to take a tackle in the first round. They loved him at the combine. That was done in February. Dennis signed a deal in March. And then in April, they turned around and drafted a dude in the first round at his position. This is what John Robinson does. It's chess, baby. It ain't checkers. And while the chess seems uncomfortable for you at the time, it's because John Robinson 
again, I'm not going to blindly give him praise because he does certainly have flaws and he is in the process. I mean, he's going to be heavily scrutinized, but less so because of these moves. And I'll explain that third tier part of this here in just a second. The plan was always to let Dennis Kelly go because John Robinson is out here playing chess while the rest of us are thinking in checkers moves. It's because we don't know the plan, says directly. That's what I'm saying. Like at this point, uh, at this point, I think that uh, I think that you know at least you you have a GM one that's not scared to take swings and make moves like this because you don't want somebody who's going to get caught up in his own stuff and in his own draft picks. Yeah, but you can cut him knowing Wilson is playing. He's no longer with us. So do plans not change this Titans, Kyle? I mean, it changed literally as soon as they took somebody, as soon as they got somebody to take um, Isaiah Wilson's uh, Isaiah Wilson's contract off the books. A uh, let's see, a true um, Titans capologist is a master class in cap structure, says Jeremy R eight eighty six. That's why the deals are structured the way that they are. Just watch. They will at least attempt to sign him back, says Mike Wash. No, Dennis Kelly's time with the Titans is done. Um, like it's it's just it's done at this point, Mike. And so if you wanna if you wanna live in a fantasy world where uh, all of your first round picks pan out, and because you love Dennis Kelly and the Undertaker and all of the fun gifts and memes and whatever, you can convince yourself that he's gonna come back, but he's not gonna come back. He's not going to come back. He's going to go try and find another opportunity for another team. He would prefer to stay here in Tennessee. His kids are about to start school. He thought he was going to be here for the foreseeable future. He has a home here, but he also has a home in Indianapolis. And Indy is not without a need for tackle help. So keep an eye on that, especially somebody who can play swing. Uh, have we seen Bud Dupree's structure yet, says Bo Blaker. Uh, I heard a rumor that J-Rob may be on his way out, says uh, Blake Stewart. Buck, any truth to that? Blake, who are you hearing this from besides your besides your, uh, besides your, um, uh, besides your Titans, you know, Facebook group chat? Like, Blake, not a single solitary person is talking about John Robinson on his way out. How could you possibly assume that that was anywhere close to true? How And, it, like, you know, you, I, I always want you guys to feel comfortable asking me questions. Um, but Blake, how could you even think that's something that's warranted? Do you not five consecutive winning seasons? They're coming off a division title. John Robinson's in one of the most pivotal off seasons of his career, and he's out here trying to win a Super Bowl. He's going to leave. He's going to walk out. No, of course that's not true, Blake. What are you talking about? Oh, God, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Mike. Oh, Jayon Brown. Yeah, no, Jayon Brown's out. Jayon Brown's one hundred percent out. Although they do have needs at inside linebacker. I've told you guys this many, many times. Um many, many times that the Titans, people within the Titans organization on the defensive side think Jayon Brown's overrated and he's going to get paid like an overrated player and they'll find another player to, they think, fill in better. It's the same way with Malcolm Butler. Like, yes, they liked him. They very much liked Malcolm Butler. They liked what he did for them last year. Do they think that Malcolm Butler was irrepla or irreplaceable? No, they literally just turned around and got a better player in Janoris Jenkins. Uh, it's, it's a stupid thing to say, trust the process, but there is a process to some of this stuff. And you just got You just got to be looking. You just got to be looking, not so close to in front of your face. Uh, if it's a regular season off, it's a regular off season workout plan uh, and training camp. Says Ronnie Sneed. Uh, fair or foul? Easy, Buck. Breathe, man. Breathe. No, I'm fine. Listen, I'm uh, I'm I'm not upset at you guys. It's okay. Uh, Chad Forbes says speculated J. Rob and Brable split up due to. Some of the first round misses. Who is who is Chad Forbes? Should I should that name mean anything to me? 
Um, who, who are these people who you guys are citing? Is it just some dude on the internet? I'll literally look up Chad Forbes on Twitter right now and see if there's any validity. Oh, this is the NFL Draft Bites guy. Um, no, there's literally nothing nothing valid there. Who Who is NFL Draft Bites? Is this something that's credible? And why is it? No, I just... I don't even know. I don't even know where to start with that. Vet your information, people. This is the this is the worst part of Twitter. I thought it was a parody account. LMAO says Jim, Jeremy R eighty six. Bo Blecker says he loves my reactions. I mean, it's you know, it's just because I do this for a living. Like I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, it's the only reason I react to that is because I'm actually, I'm actually somebody who covers your team. Like guys, one day I'm going to get you to stop believing everything that you read on the internet. I think we here locally have been trying to tell you that for a long time. Pay attention to the people who cover your team. If there's anything like that, I know that sometimes, you know, listen, today I got out scooped. I got the Dennis Kelly news first before the team broke it, but then the team also broke in conjunction with that Adoree Jackson, and that didn't matter anymore because Adoree Jackson obviously becomes the bigger story. We sometimes get beat out on contract stuff. It's it's We need to be better in the local beat community, myself, Kaharski, John Glennon, everybody, we all need to be better. And sometimes we get beat. There's no question about that. But when it comes to actually knowing your football team and not just reporting on the transactions, like pay attention to the people who are literally here every day. I literally talk to people in the Titans organization every day. And so if there was anything close to like that, there would be some kind of indication other than some dude called NFL Draft Bites on Twitter. And I I don't want to sound like I'm completely dismissing this guy, but it's easy for me to to dismiss this guy because the information's wrong. Like, just vet your information. That's all I'm asking you. If we got Janoris for $3 million, uh, $3 million or cheaper, that's a good deal, says Chris Stress. Buck, I'm not mad at you, says uh, uh, Blake Stewart. I'm just asking questions. I'm not mad at you either, Blake, and I'm happy to uh, – I'm happy to uh, – I'm happy to uh, tell you, you know, that you are absolutely allowed uh, – you are absolutely allowed to have, you know, to bring whatever you would like into the comment section, but also you have to understand when I react the way that I do. Uh, people need to relax. J-Rob J. is doing a great job. Nobody over at the Titans is putting any kind of pressure on John Robinson. But here's the third part of this, and I'll move. Uh, local media is territorial as hell. Him, Donald said, well, I mean, Donald, here's here's why, right? Because it's it's there is there are certain parts, and this is inside baseball stuff, and I know you guys don't. May, maybe you guys care, maybe you don't. Sometimes you guys like the inside baseball stuff. Um. And if I'm talking too much about this, just tell me to move the hell on, and I'll tell you why John Robinson is kind of setting Mike Vrabel up to be the to be the scapegoat in all of this, which I think is a little more juicy. But with the inside baseball stuff, um, I would say to you that Titans media gets territorial because whenever somebody bigger, for lack of a better term, tweets about the Titans, you guys freak out and immediately disregard all of the information that we literally work every day to try and get for you, and so. When we see people regularly who are saying things that very clearly indicate that they don't know what's going on and they haven't watched your team, then we use that as a point to say, just, you know, pay attention to what's happening here locally. Like, trust the people who are covering your team here locally. You've got a pretty good Titans media core. Teron, Kaharski, myself, John Glennon, the unconventional guys like Mike Miracles. Like, there are people here who know your team. Don't get caught up in all of the other noise just because just because somebody said it on Sports Center as opposed to, you know, A to Z Sports Prime. Excuse me, A to Z Sports Prime Time had a hiccup there. Um, getting all choked up now. <laughs> um, but the point being, that's why that's why local media gets territorial. All local media get media gets territorial because this is literally our job. Don't don't be forgetting Teresa. 
uh, saying Riley Mort. C. Smith says, haven't seen much from Jim Wyatt. Here's the thing you have to remember with Jimmy, and I know Jimmy hates this. Hates it, hates it, hates it. Um, but Jim is a uh, Jim is a team employee. Like, Jim Wyatt can't say anything until Wednesday, and the team makes the, the transactions official, and then Jimmy is allowed off the leash. Right now, Jimmy's just having to tweet out his mailbag and act ignorant of all of the things that are swirling around the team that he works for. Jim works for the team. And I know that you guys are very used to uh, uh, very used to uh, seeing Jimmy be at the forefront because Jimmy was the best. Jimmy probably still be the best if he ever broke loose of uh, broke loose of working for the franchise itself. And V Love points out Rossini and Rap uh, Rap Shooter plugged into Nashville one hundred percent. Other than that, local gets it done. I mean, that you're always going to have guys who are tied in. Diana does a great job, and I don't just say that. Because I like Diana and she's my friend, Diana objectively does a great job. And we always appreciate when she shows up on the 615 sessions because she shares that information with you. And we can have an informed – this is why Diana – and I've never actually talked to Ian Rappaport. I've seen him in a training camp every once in a while, but not not somebody I ever – I have a, a, a friendship with like uh, like somebody like Diana or like, you know, Mina Kimes is, is somebody who I, who I trust in the national media who I know watches all of the teams and pays attention to all of the things in the NFL because she's a film nut. But Diana, we can have an informed conversation when she comes on the 615 Session podcast because she's actually she's actually talking to people here. She's actually paying attention to the things that happen here. And so there are exceptions to the rule. Let me, let me not discredit, just put all national media people in a box. There are national media people who do know what's going on with your team, of course. Um, but more often than not, something called NFL Draft Bites is not going to be reporting to you on friction between John Robinson and Mike Vrabel. Unless, uh, unless it ends up like that, uh, it let, unless it ends up like that, uh, that NFL, my NFL update thing that just popped up in the middle of the draft, um, a couple of years ago when I think Paul got the, uh, Paul, what, which, which pick was it? The, the guy from Georgia, the outside linebacker 42, who lasted like a, like a half an hour here. Um, I can't remember, uh, the guy's name, but he was tweeting, he was tweeting reckless things during Titans games this year. Man, I'm blanking on his name. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Paul got that pick wrong, and that was the first draft that I remember. DeAndre Walker. Yeah, Paul Paul called it in the third, and then it ended up being in the fifth. He was just a little off. Uh, and that NFL draft update Twitter account started up in the middle of the thing. It was nailing picks left and right. That There are exceptions to the rule, apparently, because the internet, you know, it's the wild, wild west. Anyway, so here's the third tier of it. Let me tell you, Let me let me let me tease it this way, because I've given you three tiers. And before we talk about, who, or I've given you two tiers of the three that I'm going to mention to you before we get to John Robinson. John Robinson has planned for the ability to get out from under a Dory Jackson's contract and make moves around it, rightly or wrongly. We will see. We won't see how that plays out until they're actually on a football field and they play a football game. Uh, secondly, Dennis Kelly was always going to get cut based on the plan, the plan that they, he, John Robinson, he and Vin Marino put in place a couple of years ago to make sure that or not even a couple of years ago last year to make sure that when the time came to cut Dennis Kelly, that they had a first round pick at right tackle ideally to fill in, but that the contract was always going to be able to give them that $3.4 million. Thirdly, here's why John Robinson's strategy turns a lot more pressure on Mike Vrabel. And I'll explain that to you here in just a second, right after I remind you about the Ashton real estate group of Remax advantage at GaryAshton.com. Uh, actually, no, we've already done Gary. So it's Brymac, Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed, my apologies, on all of your HVAC needs. 
That is who you trust to stay in your comfort zone. The weather is beautiful in Middle Tennessee. We are starting to feel like spring. The sun is out. The rain is coming. You're going to be humid and hot in your house. And if you're AC and working, you're going to be shit out of luck. Brimac Mechanical will make sure that you are not experiencing any discomfort, whether it be through preventative maintenance or just coming and making sure that your units, HVAC-wise, are functional and operating at high efficiency. They do commercial. They do residential. All you got to do is trust the fine folks at Brimac.com. Okay, so here's the third tier in the middle of all this. Good work yesterday, Buck. Lots of content, says Drian. Listen, baby, I'm, I'm pumping it out. Jay Domsky says, Buck, you've been absolutely killing it, brother. Keep up the great work. Man, I'm trying. I'm trying my best for you guys. I really am. And I know there's a lot of new stuff and a, lo- a lot of new uh, a lot of new toys for me to play with between the radio show and the primetime show and the podcast and still trying to be an NFL reporter when I got a spare time to sit down and think about things. But here's the, here's the, the, the strategy behind... Um, behind what John Robinson has done today. So consider this. Mike Vrabel, not not terribly strongly in public, but very much privately believes that the coaching was not the problem last year. This is evidenced uh, this is evidenced by him bringing back Shane Bowen, not only bringing back Shane Bowen, but promoting Shane Bowen. It's evidenced by the fact after, when you see uh, when you see the uh, when after the Cincinnati Bengals loss, I can't remember what week of the season that was, but it was very, very apparent in that press conference, in that Zoom, rather, where we're all sitting there asking Mike, what the hell is wrong with the defense? Because I'm pretty sure that was right. That was the game before Jonathan Joseph and Vic Beasley ended up getting cut. We were asking Mike, what the hell is wrong with the defense? And the thing that he kept coming back to is I know it's not a coaching problem because I'm overseeing the coaching. And then what happened? Jonathan Joseph went Vic Beasley went, and now everybody else who's on their way out the door or was a part of a previous regime is the hell out of here. So now it's a, so now you 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 look at John Robinson, right? Because then what Mike Vrabel is saying is it's on the personnel. The personnel isn't good enough for us to execute the scheme that we're trying to execute. So that points the arrow at John Robinson. And now you guys are rightfully trying to figure out why John Robinson didn't do a better job last year putting together your football team. So what does John do this year? What is John's what is John's uh, mo this off season? Because it's not uh, it's not like and this off season is unlike really any other off season. But what does John do? He absolutely goes out there and swings again on big pass rush help. He goes out and finds good defensive line talent that's also going to help you against the run and help you increase your pressure. You're going to have new corners this year because injury or not. Inconsistency or not, what the product last year on the field for the defense was not acceptable. So John said, "Okay, let's get rid of it. Let's switch it all up. Let's let's change up almost all of the parts. We'll let the guys who are unrestricted free agents who were on last year's defense, we'll let them walk. We'll let them get paid elsewhere. If you don't think they're right, we don't think they're right either. They are a united front in this regard. But here's where it kind of turns the table in favor of John Robinson." Because if anything goes wrong with the defense this year, now I don't know whether it will. I don't know whether it won't. I, uh, it's it's entirely too easy to, early to say until we've probably seen four football games, and I know nobody wants to wait that long. But if things go wrong on the defensive side of the football this year, you're not going to be looking at John Robinson like John Robinson didn't do anything in the offseason to try to fix it. 
John Robinson all but just completely took, he took the, the whiteboard array spray and he just wiped the slate clean. He said, okay, we'll get new players. The players aren't good enough. We'll get you new players. And so now if anything goes wrong on that side of the football, you're not going to be looking at John Robinson. Although I'm sure some of you will, because that's how these things go. There's nobody that's blameless in any of this, but you're going to be looking at Mike Vrabel. You're going to be looking at Shane Bowen. You're going to be looking at the coaching staff because the coaching staff last year made it about the personnel. What John's personnel moves have done is put all of the pressure on the coaches. And so that is the place where you're going to have to, where you're going to see a pivot in the optics of this thing, in the messaging on this thing. Because as I've told you before, like Mike Malarkey, John Robinson is out here playing chess. The rest of us are just watching. It's The rest of us are watching Cracker Barrel checkers. <laughs> and that's the way that you have to think about these things here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Defense has been solid until, until this year, P. Knuckle says. Anomaly, John and Mike don't think so. Excuse me while I take a quick drink. Lots of new holes to fill. Hope more help is coming, says Jared. I mean, probably not until the draft. Rashad May says, chestnut checkers, baby. I'm trying to tell you. I'm absolutely trying to tell you. This man is ahead of the game. He's good at his job. I don't know how many times I got to keep telling you that, but you are, all you're going to do is keep winning football games in the meantime. And, uh, and we will see this thing bear itself out. Uh, Joshua Medina says he absolutely does not. He didn't bring in a home run player. He brought and let go. Uh, of players we knew could at least play and created more question marks, says Josh. Now, I don't think that's true at all, Josh. But, you know, again, you're entitled entitled to your opinion. Uh, I just happen to believe, based on the information, your opinion is wrong. Great point, Buck, says Philan. Well, I hope so. That's literally my job is to make great points in here for you on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Uh, another corner in the works, says Xavier. I mean, I would look to the draft at this point. You don't think we'll sign anyone else? No, I didn't say that at all. And so that's a great way to pivot. Here on uh, here on a Tuesday night, which position would you focus on next? And we'll make this pretty quick because uh, we went. We've already gone forty four minutes, and we've only done one topic. Uh, Josh is right; you're wrong, says Kevin Cunningham. Well, okay, you know, two of you against uh, against me. Go for it, bud. <laughs> I, uh, I I I appreciate. Like I said, I appreciate your opinion. Um, I'm biased in that I think my opinion is a little more informed than you guys. Uh, and it's largely why you guys come in here on a regular basis and why I think a lot of the off-season plan that I've kind of laid out for you for the last couple of months has largely come to fruition. But if you want to take your opinion against mine, man, I can't tell you. I can't tell you to do otherwise. I can just sit back and watch it all play out. That's okay. <laughs> what position? Uh, what position should the uh, should the Titans target coming up next in free agency? Because they're not done. I expect you'll see one more mid level move. Uh, Janoris Jenkins also a part of that. Uh, Adam Schefter has just tweeted that a Bengals corner William Jackson has just agreed to a deal with the Washington Football Team. Let me know on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch TV. What's the next position? that John Robinson should target. Uh, while you guys do that, you know, I'm, hell, I was going to go to, a, I was going to go to an endorsement, but I'm, I'm almost out of endorsements for the evening. So we'll save that one. Let me know who on, uh, who would you prefer? Which position would you prefer to target? Shrike says center. That's not happening. Ben Jones. Here's the thing. Cause when I, when I got word of, uh, when I got word of the cuts coming down today, I remember I had about a 20 minute jump on the information. I told you guys, keep your head on a swivel at about 239. 
maybe like 240 by the time I tweeted that out. And then I didn't get the, I don't think I got the Dennis Kelly news out there until like, until like 259 because I knew the information was going to get released at three. Um, but I told you guys, keep your head on a swivel for uh, four players that could be out there. Now, initially, I, I was with you, Shrike. I thought Ben Jones because that's the money that I've largely been focused on. But what I was told was it was never going to be Ben. Uh, what people don't understand is is just it's not just about what Ben is on the football field, and it's cliche. And I know it doesn't mean anything to you because you guys aren't in the locker room to see it. Hell, I'm not in the locker room right now to see it. We're all on Zoom. But the thing that you uh, that you see on a regular basis and that you hear on a regular basis is that Ben Jones is one of the most, most beloved te- players on that football team. And also, he had a great, he had a kick-ass year at center. Um, center, meaning extend him, he's worth it, says Shrike. Okay, I see you. Uh, Stacy Winfield Jr. wants them to target a wide receiver. Galladay signed with the Patriots, is that true? Uh, let's see. Did I miss the Galladay signing with the New England Patriots? I don't believe that I have. At this point, I have not uh, – no, there's nothing out there about Galladay and the Patriots unless I've missed something in the middle of the show. I don't think that's something that's factually accurate. So I think, Ronnie, uh, you may want to double-check your sourcing on that. The only thing I see is William Jackson to the Washington football team. Uh, the Bucks playing with a high, uh, high cap uh, space, it feels like. Uh, with fake cap space, it feels like, basically. But wide receiver – is a is an area that needs to be addressed. Now, Emmanuel Sanders is off the market. He went to uh he went to Buffalo. You saw Marvin Jones, who I very, very much like, go to Jacksonville. That is a tough situation for uh that is a tough situation within the division for a player that you could have really used. Now, I, I know Paul put it out there that uh the Titans were never in on Marvin Jones, and that's okay. There are other options, but the wide receiver market, it's pretty, pretty cheap right now. Inside linebacker, honestly, like the market for the wide receivers is bad because of what how good the draft class is. So I would rather them target an inside linebacker coming up in free agency, whether that be Kyle Van Noy or somebody else. I am I am uh, I am very very much on the train of thought that David Long is not good enough, and that Rashawn Evans needs help. Rashawn Evans needs help on uh, on somebody to help him get in the right position because that was a big problem last year. Kyle Van Noy is still out there. I'm banging the table for Kyle Van Noy. And I don't think Jayon Brown's coming back um, for those of you who keep asking me. Buck, are they planning on starting Kendall Lamb at tackle? Pick up a rookie tackle in the draft? I mean, right now, he's he's set to be your starter at right tackle. Um, he's in a situation where, man, my phone keeps going off and it me- keeps making me nervous. You guys have me checking for news, checking for people texting me. My inbox, about, I mean, my fo- I have not gotten off my phone in three days, it feels like. Like I feel like I have an iPhone 12 size tumor in the back of my head for all of the time that I've been on my phone. But the point is that you need inside linebacker help, and that is the next position that should be addressed. Uh, you forgot Landry in the draft, says Evan Ferg. What? What about what? What did I forget about Landry in the draft? Um, are you talking about Harold Landry in a previous draft? What are you talking about, Harold Land- or Landry in the draft? Just let me know. Uh, Van Noy, more of an edge or an inside guy, Josh Grantham asks. He's both. That's the beauty of it. He can play both. Versatility. Guys who can do more for not necessarily less money, but guys who can do more um, with with the money that you're assigning to them. Uh, Robert White Stewart says, Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander is coming off an Achilles injury. No, thank you. I'd rather have Van Noy. 
when you were mentioning uh, guys that J-Rob drafted. Uh, Harold wasn't a first-round pick. Harold was a second-round pick. Um, people were talking about him as a first-round pick, but he ended up going in the second round. Anyway, inside linebacker is the place where I think you should focus and where John, I think, is going to focus now that corner has been addressed and the wide receiver class in the draft is so damn deep. It is now time for the Gone Viral video, and it's revolving around your new corner, your new outside corner, Janoris Jenkins, who has a, a bit of a reputation coming to town, not just for uh, things that he has said um, that were very hurtful to the special needs community, um, but for you know skirmishes on the field on a regular basis. You're getting, you guys wanted a dog. Guess what? You got one. The, uh, Janoris Jenkins is coming hit in here to snatch your chain and make you feel bad about it on the way out the door. The gone viral video that I have prepared for you today, I want to know from you guys, what's the first thing you think of when you hear Janoris Jenkins' name? Gone viral in the comments on Facebook Live, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch TV. What's the first thing you think of when you hear Janoris Jenkins' name. While you guys do that, I will tell you about the fine folks who I think of when I uh, when I check my bank account, and that is DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. That's what you get when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And not just that, you get the ability to make all kinds of money as soon as you plug in the promo code A to Z Sports. Here's what they're offering you right now. March's biggest tournament is finally here. We do not know who will be cutting down the nets, of course, although Tennessee will start playing Friday. We do know that there will be no shortage of madness. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, putting you in the center of the action as a new customer. You plug in the promo code A to Z Sports, you bet $4 on an underdog, you win $256 the minute that underdog wins. It's that simple. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. The longest I've ever waited for a check from DraftKings is I don't do direct deposit. I get them mailed to me. Longest I've ever, and, and even as slow as the mail has been, I normally get them in about three days. Not any time at all for you to claim your winnings in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download it in your favorite app store. Use the promo code A to Z Sports when you sign up to turn four into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. For a limited time only, using the promo code A to Z Sports only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you are someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. DraftKings Sportsbook. What's the first thing you think of when you hear Janoris Jenkins' name? That is a, uh, that's a it's an interesting proposition because Janoris Jenkins has a uh, a long and and storied career at this point, from St. Louis to the New York Giants to where he was last year with New Orleans. He's always in the middle of something. Uh, Kane says old is the first thing he thinks of a discount Butler, according to Just a Fan. Dog like mentality says Bronston Knuckles. Uh, fl Florida baby, <laughs> Florida. I like how you spelled that. Who's who spelled it that way? I need to go back and find it. Rashad Mays. Florida, and not just Florida, but South Florida, like the, as South as South goes, Florida, like this man, I looked at his Instagram because, you know, you got to keep track of the players on social media. I looked at his Instagram, the last picture he posted is him, him beautiful outfit, uh, incredible gold chains, beautiful boat, looked like they were somewhere in South Beach, and this man is smoking a wood tip, 
like like we used to in high school. Gas station wood tips. I I'm telling you, it puts such a smile on my face. Nothing is more Florida than that. Jackrabbit says Philip Anderson. That's what he thinks of. Uh, Chris, uh, let's see. Barstool Sportsbook going live in Tennessee soon. Well, we work with DraftKings, so I don't care about that. Bringing Jayon Brown back. He was our best defender last year, says Jimmy Beeman. That's not true. Jayon Brown was thoroughly average, and the and the Titans largely think so as well. Um, let us see. Wasn't Janoris a Tennessee Vol, says Corey Smith? No. Is that right? You guys, you guys would probably know that better than me. Um, I don't I'm pretty didn't Janoris Jenkins go to Florida? Or maybe he got kicked out of Florida. Like there's a whole I'm gonna I'm gonna find his college uh situation really quick while we sit here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Um he went to yeah, he went to the he was at North Alabama and then he ended up in Florida. So he was SEC East, but not Tennessee. I was like, there's no way that he ends that he's a Tennessee ball and I don't know about it. But anyway, what's the first thing that you think of when you think of Janoris Jenkins? First person I think of is not Janoris Jenkins, but Steve Smith. Defender miss, how you got to the end. So can you take us through that play? Uh, I'll let Janoris Jenkins go over it on film on Monday. <laughs> Did you point to him? Yes, I directly pointed to him. Did you think that you were going to get a touchdown? Don't give a damn. Him? What was the dance that you did? Well, he thinks he's Dion. He's not. To get your rating catch, especially against him, it sounds like. No, he's just another, he's just another notch on the bedpost. That's 800. He ain't no different. For number 800, just another dude. What? Did you have any run-ins with him before? Do you know? No, I just what I don't like is uh is a young guy come in who uh obviously uh, his first time ever using the internet and Google, and he Google's uh, information about me, uh, talks about my wife and stuff like that, and um that's that's kind of some of the bullshit. I just don't play with, and um, that's all I'm gonna say. I'm not. I'm, I don't play them games. So, uh, you know, when you try to take it personal like that, you know, uh, I don't have really much. I don't have any uh, great humble things to say. So he can take his ass back to uh, back to St. Louis and watch the film, um, cause that's I don't play them games. And if I see him in the street, I'm gonna bust him in his mouth. And if I see him in the street, I'm going to bust him in his effing mouth. Steve Smith, man, long before he was great on television, he was fantastic on the football field. My God, I missed that as a quote. That was when Steve Smith was still with the Carolina Panthers. Was this like 20 years ago? I mean, Janoris Jenkins, 32, so he'd been around a while, and he was a young dude at this point when he was with the St. Louis Rams. But Steve Smith, one, gave him the business, and two, absolutely publicly eviscerated him in a way that I wish players would do more often. It's like professional wrestling. My God, is it good. We should Google personal info on all of the wide receivers we face and send it to the Jackrabbits so he bothers them. Steve Smith was a savage man, says Captain Woodboat. Titans for Life says, I love Steve Smith. I always want him to be a Titan. I mean, he made so much sense as a Raven, though. That probably hurt you a little worse. I'm ready to sign Steve Smith. Ice up, son, says Ronnie. Joining late, uh, Buck, uh, but have you touched on Juju Smith-Schuster? No, no, Sean, I haven't, and nor will I, because it's not, you know, it's not a possibility for you. It's just, uh, let, let go. Let let go is all I would say. Wow, red flag, says Jason Gillette. What are the red, I mean, <laughs> I, actually, I should probably not say that, um, because as I mentioned, he did, right when he got to New Orleans, have a, uh, have a, uh, a very, very bad public moment where he refused to apologize for, um, 
using uh, using the word. Uh, I, I don't know what's socially acceptable to say, but it, basically, it was just a, it was a uh, a slur against the special needs community, um, and then just refused to apologize for it publicly, no matter no matter how many times he was approached about it. So you know, he may be kind of a piece of shit uh, as it regards that, but if he plays well on the outside. You guys are probably going to be willing to live with it. Yeah, just a fan. You nailed it um, at this point. Need to look at Jalen Darden in the draft mid-round guy out of North Texas with all the shiftiness. Well, you know what? We got plenty of time to talk about the draft, and we got a lot of time to do that. No regrets, says Clark Brandon. Sure as hell not. That's not Janoris Jenkins. You know what? I don't have any regrets about regrets or regrets, no matter what it is. Hanging out here with you guys every night, Sunday to Thursday night on the Primetime Show. Thank you, as always. For your participation, we have enjoyed this show together. Tomorrow on the radio show, remember, I've got a three-hour radio show on top of this, 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Right now, we are uh, we are going to have Trey Wingo, of uh, formerly of ESPN, all of their great draft coverage, NFL Live. Trey was on the, on the ESPN on NFL for like, damn near 20 years. Now he's working for the Pro Football Network. He's going to be on the radio show tomorrow. You know who else is? Will Compton, the boy. We will talk about all of the cuts that have been made, and you can find that from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone or live streaming wherever it is that you get Zone Radio. In the meantime, go subscribe, uh, unsubscribe, resubscribe to the 615 Sessions podcast, although, honestly, we taped it uh, before before Dory Jackson got cut because I taped it literally yesterday or, no, this morning at 1 a.m. right after I got done with the primetime show. Because you know, damn sure, I'm not sleeping, but that don't mean I'm tired yet. Content Machine is rolling loud. Check out all the great articles at A2ZSportsNashville.com. I've literally written two today on free agency and what the moves have meant. We will continue to crank out great content. We will hang out with you two more times on the on the primetime show and three more radio shows throughout the course of the week because we've got a lot more to do. The NFL it, it officially begins tomorrow at 3 p.m. Because remember, uh, none of this none of this shit is real until 3 p.m. tomorrow. But in the meantime, we're going to continue to enjoy the ride together with you guys. Thank you as always. We'll see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Time or thereabouts. And we will do it with great effort and energy. Because like the jackrabbit, I'm not tired yet. I'm